Jesus. Let's just sing it one more time this morning. ourselves but he's holding us amen we're not walking this journey alone but he's walking with us I like it that he's not just walking with us but he's walking before us and he knows every step of the way amen amen I believe whatever God leads us to or brings us to I believe he'll bring us through it don't you amen how many would have a special need up on your heart this morning you just like to be remembered in prayer God bless you hands up all over the building let's just unite ourselves together this morning in a word of prayer and let's just ask the Lord to come in a special way and meet every need that is represented here today Heavenly Father Lord Jesus we thank you this morning for your mercy and grace and Lord we thank you for your love and we thank you for Lord the many blessings that you've placed upon our lives Lord and Lord, we thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord, and how that, Lord, you've watched over us as your prophet told us you've watched over this word down through every age. And, Lord, you've preserved this word for your people, Lord. And, Lord, we believe that you've preserved us as a bride in this hour, Lord. And, Father, you've watched over us and you've kept us every step of the journey. And, Lord, I believe you brought us here this morning under a divine appointment, Lord. I believe you've called a conference here this morning with us as your children, Lord. And, Lord, I don't believe that you would gather us together, Lord, not to have something to speak to us, Lord. I believe that, Lord, you have something up on your heart this morning to say to your people. So, Father, we pray that you would come right now, Lord, as we have felt you move moving in the song service and Lord we felt the Lord how the the praises of your people begin to push against the atmosphere of unbelief and push against all the cares of life and Lord that warm presence of yourself begin to come in Lord we believe you're here God and now Lord you've seen every hand that was raised Lord and behind those hands were needs dear God Lord maybe some needs would seem insignificant to some to even raise their hands Lord and maybe there'd be some need that would be too great that they thought well I'll just raise it out of form or fashion but I know it's too it's too big it's too great but Lord we know that we're not serving a weak God but we're serving an everlasting God we're we're serving a strong God that is strong in faith and strong in power Lord I I can't help but think of every time we begin to talk about you how the Lord the prophet of God said you've seen the Lord in healing now watch him go in battle Lord we know that we're not fighting this alone Lord you're fighting with us you're fighting for us oh God and Lord we come here this morning Lord to put every devil under our feet Lord and ever ever controlling spirit to be destroyed by your power and lord may you come and fill every vessel with the holy ghost lord may there may there be a revival lord jesus burst in every heart lord in every life lord and lord we pray that whatever would be accomplished out of this service today dear god lord we'll give you all the 
praise and honor and all the glory. For Lord, you deserve it this morning. We love and thank you for these things. Bless this assembly, dear God. Bless Brother Tim and all the ministry, Lord. And Lord, this body of believers that have served you so faithful, Lord, may you bless them, Lord. We ask these things this morning in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. And all the believers said, Amen. God bless you this morning. Do you love the Lord this morning? Amen. If you have your Bibles, we'll invite you to the book of Lamentations, chapter 3. We certainly greet you this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We count it an honor and a privilege to be here with you this, this weekend. We certainly enjoyed the banquet last night and all that was done, all the work and effort that was put in that. We say we appreciate it, and God bless those that put that together. It was a, a very enjoyable evening. And we certainly appreciate Brother Tim and his friendship and what he, he means to us. And I appreciate his stand on the message and all that he's done for the message around the world. I, I thank God for that. And I, I thank God for the camp. You know, I, it's been a while since we've seen some of the faces here, some of our friends and from the camp. But it certainly is good to see everyone again. And I, I thank God that, that there's somebody that raised up a camp that still believes the Spirit of God moves. You know, I, I, I had someone tell me one time, they said, you know, you're young. When I was younger, they said, you're young, and, you know, you get happy and shout and carry on. But one day that'll all, that'll all wear out, and that'll all die down, and you'll, you'll get real calm, you know. But I don't know, I'm more happy this morning than I was the night I received the Holy Ghost in the youth camp. Amen. I don't believe this is a fire that dies down. I believe it burns. So, amen. We certainly thank God for the fire that he's lit in every heart here this morning. And we thank God for, for the camp. And I, I'm glad to have my wife here with me this weekend. And we met there at the camp. So I, I don't care what anybody says. I hope this is going on record. Youth camps are all right. <laughs> amen. Well, that was a weak hand clap, but it's the truth anyhow. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord this morning. Amen. I, I know people have all kinds of ideas about youth camps, but I stand here as a witness of the power of God at that, that meeting. So we thank God for the privilege to be here. Amen. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 18. Also, we bring you greetings from our church at home in, in Beckley, West Virginia. Our pastor, Brother Roy Shrewsbury, he sends his greetings to you all and uh, Brother Roy just turned 93 in February, uh, 1st of February, he turned 93, and he's still preaching every Sunday morning and still driving and still doing everything he wants to do, so he said to greet the church here for him, so God bless you all this morning. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 18, the Bible said, and I said, my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. I want you to notice here, this was not the Lord saying this, this was Jeremiah saying this. And I said, my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering mine affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall, my soul hath him still in remembrance and is humbled in me. But this I recall to my mind, and therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. I want to read that again. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. And because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning. And great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. 
and therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good, it, it is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. May the Lord this morning add the blessings to the reading of his word. You may have your seats here this morning. We certainly thank the Lord for the reading of the word of God. Amen. Amen. If the Lord would help me this morning, I would like to speak to you for a few moments here upon this thought of his mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. And maybe if we could take a thought out of that, I would like to say he is still the God that is rich in mercy. He is still the God that is rich in mercy. You know, Brother Branham tells us one place, he says he is rich in mercy. He says, and he is wonderful in grace. He is rich in mercy, and he is wonderful in grace. Now, we know that God has not left us here in this age without promises, but we believe that God has made us some wonderful divine promises. Brother Branham tells us in a message, he said, now we see the prophecies that are fulfilled today. He said, we see the church, how that they become rich and the things of the world and they think that we they have need of nothing he said then we realize that we're naked amen we're blind we're miserable we don't even know what he said but father we ask for grace this morning that you'll open our eyes to the understanding of thy word that we might understand the hour that we're living and he said that we might prepare ourselves amen for his appearing for truly we believe it is at hand he said now we ask these things that you would come tonight lord and you would give us the desire desires of our heart according to your riches and glory. So Brother Branham knew the hour that we was living in. He knew the time that we was living in. And he also knew the condition and the characteristics of the age that we were living in. You know, it's a time where it's almost, it seems impossible for people to really receive a breakthrough in the Spirit of God. It seems that sometimes you work so hard and you labor so hard and it seems like this right here is going to be the time that you finally uh, make that push and you finally get that breakthrough and then you you feel like well I didn't really get what I really wanted and then maybe another service you come in and maybe the atmosphere is not the way you think it would be or maybe the service is not going the way you think it ought to go and then that's the very hour that something takes place that you was not expecting to take place you know I believe it this way we cannot make the things happen that we are seeing happen you know we, we cannot make blind eyes come open we cannot make amen amen cancers leave bodies we cannot make the deaf hear. We cannot make the dumb speak. We can make, not make the lame walk. We cannot make the dead raise. But when the supernatural God, amen, comes inside of a church that, that is not cold and that is not formal and that is not indifferent, but, but believes in the moving of the Spirit of God, amen, you know every service that you come to, it's a, it's a warfare that's going on inside of this building. Maybe you cannot see it with a natural eye, but right here this morning there is a warfare that is going on in an unseen realm, amen, and the angels of God are present in this building this morning and they're here to bless you. They're ministering spirits that are sent forth. Amen. From the presence of God that have been sent here to bless you have been sent here to deliver you but at the same time remember the devil is also here to do everything he can. Amen. To stop God from getting to you. Amen. To stop you from receiving the mercies of God but I just want to remind Satan this morning he's tried this battle before and every time he's tried it he's lost it. 
and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has always prevailed. Amen. I didn't come here this morning to make anything happen. I just came here this morning to see God show up and show out as he always does. Amen. You see, this is not an atmosphere here this morning. Amen. It is a cold atmosphere, but we have seen, amen, the God of this Bible come down, amen, inside of this assembly, and we've seen him manifest his attributes. Amen. You know his attributes, amen, they are manifested in our lives. Can you say amen? The Bible says here that his mercies, amen, they are new every morning. That means that day and night, amen, somebody is going to proclaim the mercies and the compassions of the living God. Amen. I think the devil ought to know this morning that we were born to praise God and to publish, amen, the wonderful works of our God with the voice of thanksgiving. David said in Psalms, he said, I will publish the wonderful works of my God with the voice of thanksgiving. I know the devil don't want to hear that this morning. The devil don't want to see you raise your hand. The devil don't want to see you say amen. He don't want to see the sick get healed. He don't want to see chains fall off of people's lives that have been there forever. But I say this morning, somebody is going to publish the wonderful works of God with the voice of thanksgiving. Somebody is going to rise and say, I'm not ashamed of a living God that has come down in this church. Amen. And has revealed himself. But remember, said it this way. He said, see, God alone comes down and he himself manifests himself. So it's not something that we're working up. He said, see, God has preserved you now. Amen. Man's whole life, man's whole body. Amen. Man's whole uh, uh, mental or spiritual condition has got to be sustained by something. And I believe this morning that we are everyone here sustained by the mercy of God. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed intellectually. Amen. That right there is good. Amen. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed intellectually. Amen. Laodicea has been consumed intellectually. Church worlds have been consumed intellectually. They reason away the power of God. They reason away the moving the spirit of God. But there's something inside of you that is not based upon the intellectual ideas of man but is based upon a spiritual revelation that has come from our Father alone. Amen. I thank God this morning that we're not here with a bunch of intellectual giants but we're here with some simple-minded Bible-believing Holy Ghost filled Acts 2.38 baptized Holy Ghost and fire-filled Christians that still believes in the mercies of God. Amen. The message of the hour is a very urgent message showing you that the time is at hand. That if there's ever been a time that you need to be sustained in what you believe is right now. Is that okay? If there's ever been a time that we need to be sustained in what we believe, this is the hour. Amen. For the mercy of God has reached down into this generation. The mercy of God is what saves us. The mercy of God is what keeps us. The mercy of God is what raised us. Amen. The mercy of God is what healed us. The mercy of God is what changed us. Amen. Matthew 17, Jesus, they're speaking. He said, this here is, or the, the word says, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. Remember, said, what did he represent? He represented love and he represented mercy. Amen. He represented love and he represented mercy. Now watch this. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. There is not a peril. There is not a sword. Amen. There is not a war. There is not a famine. There is nothing that can separate a child of God from the love of his father. Remember, said, remember God always comes in three. He comes like Father, Son and Holy Ghost. He said he comes justification. He comes sanctification. He came the baptism of the 
Holy Ghost. He said, see, you're always going to find God in threes. He said, now God has come in the message of repentance to the church nominal. He said, God's in that message of divine healing to the church Pentecostal. He said, but God is in the message to the bride. Amen. So, so, so God was in the message. Glory to God. God was in the message of repentance. He was in the message of divine healing. Amen. Don't leave him out there in denomination. Bring him over in the rapturing faith message, which is putting rapturing faith upon our bodies. Notice here. He said, God is in this message. No, we find out right here that God is still calling. God is still expressing his love. God is still expressing his mercy. And God is calling the church. Amen. Out of the world. He's calling us out of the world. And he's calling the bride out of Pentecost. Listen, friends, everyone that goes in the rapture is going to come through justification. They're going to come through sanctification. And they're going to come to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Notice here. Brother said, what have we come to? He said, I believe we've come to another Ephesians. If it's okay, I'll just lay a foundation. He said, I believe we've come to another Ephesians. He said, now, many of you put those scriptures down. Remember Ephesians. The book of Joshua is the parallel of Ephesians. Ephesians parallels Joshua. He said it's how it was a book of redemption and redemption has two parts. It has coming out of and entering into. Now, now many people come out into justification and go into sanctification. Amen. And they, they quit their worldly living. They, they quit all their moral things and they stop between sanctification and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But the only thing that's going in the rapture is is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said first you have to come out. Some people wants to bring the world in with them but you've got to come out of the world and you've got to enter into Christ. He said you've got to come out of unbelief and you've got to enter into faith. You've got to come out of unbelief and you've got to enter into faith. Thank you. You've got to come out of the world to enter into Christ. He said, now there's one thing that cannot be. He said, it cannot be your own way. He said, so you've got to forsake your own way and embrace God's provided way. To really have genuine faith, you must absolutely leave everything that's contrary to the word of God behind you to enter into faith. Listen, friends, I think if there's ever been a time that we need to divorce our past one once and for all, I believe it's right now. If there's ever been a time that we need to forget everything that happened in the past and, and bury it and lay it behind us and move forward into what God's got for us. Listen, friends, we don't have time to separate ourselves. We don't have time to have silly divisions among the body of Jesus Christ. This is the hour that we need to unite ourselves and believe God is among us. Amen. Brother Branham told a story one time. In that story, he said there was a man and a woman. He said them two got to arguing. They got to fussing. He said they finally looked at each other and said, we're going to go have a divorce. He said they went down there to the courthouse and they said, we want a divorce. The judge said, okay, I give you the divorce. Go home and separate everything in the house. So they went home. Brother Branham said they started walking through this room. They went in the living room, separated the, the, the couch, and one got this and one got that. He said they was all arguing and all fussing. 
cussing. And one said, if you take one thing from me, I'll sue you. And she said, if you take something from me, I'll sue you. He said, there was a lot of tension there. He said, they kept going through the house. He said, then they climbed up in top of an attic where there was an old trunk that was up there. He said, they opened the lid of that trunk. He said, and without them looking, they both laid their hands over on the same item. He said, when they laid their hands on the same item, he said, they looked down and realized it was a pair of shoes that their baby that was deceased had wore. He said, right there, they looked at each other with tears in their eyes and said, this divorce is over. He said, what happened? They found something that they could agree upon. They found something they could agree upon. Listen, friends, that couch could be replaced. That refrigerator could be replaced. But there was something about them shoes that could not be replaced. So let me say this morning, church, many of the things we argue and fuss about is things that can be replaced. But there's one thing that cannot be replaced, and that's the power of the Holy Ghost in the church. That's the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the supernatural God showing himself alive. Oh, friends, I think it's time this morning we put our hands together as brothers, put our hands together as sisters, and realize greater is he that is in us than the world that is before us. And if God has called us out, he will take us into the promised land. Oh, we've got to come out of division. We've got to come out of unbelief. We've got to come out of all these things to enter into faith. He said, that's one thing you've got to do. He said, we find out right now we've come to another Ephesus where the intellectual denominations and so forth, our educational programs has come to its Jordan. He said, we've come to an Ephesians again. We must have an exodus. We've got to come out and go into the rapture. Listen, friends, I believe if there's ever been a time to preach this message, I believe it's right now. If there's ever been a time to declare rapturing faith is right now. You say, why right now? Because there's not another generation coming. Amen. If this thing don't get done in this generation, it's not going to get done. But God raised you up knowing. Glory. God raised you up knowing that you would not drop the ball in Laodicea, but there would be a bride that would come out of every denominational idea. She would come out of every man's idea, and she would enter into the pure, unadulterated word for her hour. Listen, friends, young people, amen, there's a great cloud of witnesses before us this morning that is saying you can do it. Amen, you can overcome it. Is that okay? Amen, you can do it. Amen, you can overcome it. Let me say this. Nike didn't invent the saying, you can do it. A prophet of God stood in the stature of a perfect man and said, somebody's going to perfection. He said, you say we can't do it. He said, oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. And let me say this morning, you say, I can't overcome this besetting sin. Oh, yes, you can. I'll never be healed. You're already healed. I'll never be delivered. You're already delivered. I'll never receive the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in this building this morning for you to receive. Amen. The mercies of God are being manifested among us. He said, look at these filthy dreamers in the churches with their denomination. They would shoot you right in the back. He said, the only thing that keeps them from doing it is the mercy of God for this message has got to get out the devil would kill you if he could do it right but the message has got to go he said I the Lord will restore and I am able these stones amen to rise notice here let me say it this way let me say the reason why the devil is getting as mad as he is right now is because the reality of God is setting in on the church 
Is that okay? And let me take it a step further and say, and reality is setting in on hell that they can't stop this. They're starting to realize we can't stop this. Amen. We've tried, but we can't stop it. We can't stop these young people. We can't stop these believers. Amen. Reality is setting in on hell this morning that they cannot stop this message. They cannot stop you from overcoming. Oh, the mercies of God is keeping the devil away from you. The mercies of God is sustaining you in such an age of unbelief. The devil is realizing this morning he cannot stop this bride. Oh, it's time you start talking to the devil. I said it's time you start talking to the devil. The devil wasn't born or you wasn't born to be the devil's pilot. The devil don't belong in your car. The devil don't belong in your school. The devil don't belong in your home. The devil don't belong in your mind. He don't belong in your heart. The devil belongs under your feet. Is that okay? The devil belongs under your feet. So let me say it this way this morning. Somebody is going to put the devil under their feet. Somebody is going to experience the mercies of God in this hour. You see, the mercy of God is the only reason that we are not under the Laodicean spirit. You believe that? Remember, said this city was rich. It was endued by the wealthy. It was full of culture. Science abounded. How like today the churches are rich. Amen. The worship is beautiful and formal, but it is cold and it is dead. Well, let me just preach for a minute here. The, the worship is beautiful, but it's cold, it's formal, and it's dead. And that same spirit is trying its best, amen, to creep in the message churches and, and trying to creep in our hearts and where, where we don't want to worship God no more because we're afraid of what the devil will think about us. We don't say amen because the devil comes and says, if you say amen, I'm going to be on your case when you go out to the church. How many like secrets? Anybody like secrets? Can I let you in on a little secret? If you say amen or if you don't say amen, the devil's going to be out there. So I learned a long time ago, if he's going to be out there, I'm just going to give him a run for his money. I'm going to say amen. I'm going to worship my God. I'm going to respond to the word. I'm going to receive my healing. I'm going to receive my victory. I'm going to receive my deliverance. I'm going to receive my inheritance. I'm going to receive a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. I'm going to receive everything that God has called me here this morning to give me. Oh, it's beautiful, but it's cold and dead. He said cultural and education have taken the place of the spirit-given word and faith has been superseded by science so that now man is the victim of materialism. Amen. Man has become the victim of materialism. You realize that we're living in a day and time where we're full of people that's got the victim mentality. Everybody's a victim. It don't matter how you treat them, how you shake their hand. Amen. You say that's not the truth. Go down here and cut somebody off at the stop sign and see if they don't treat you the right way. Amen. It's a time where everybody is the victim. And then that same spirit comes over in the house of God. And no matter how hard you preach, and no matter how many songs are sung, that same old line devil tries to sit upon you with the victim mentality. It says, well, I guess I've just got to be the victim of this. God has not called you to be the victim of your circumstances. God has not called you to be the victim of Laodicea. But he has called you to be the victor over everything. 
thing that is set before you and this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we renounce the spirit of victim we renounce the spirit of complex and embrace the mercy of God that is here to set us free from those things that are trying to hold us he said everybody's under victim mentality he said in every attribute of the ancient Laodicea is found reborn think of this every attribute of the Laodicean 20th century age is found reborn in this age oh help us Lord help us but notice so are the attributes of God found reborn in this age so it's not just the attributes of the world that's going to be reborn but there's going to be some attributes of God that is going to be reborn that is going to stand against the attributes of the devil notice here in the mercy of God he said those that have an ear to hear come out of her amen come on Ephesians come out of her he said and be not partakers of her sin and the consequent judgment Matthew chapter 5 verse 7 says amen blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy Mercy is the kindness or the goodwill towards the miserable and the afflicted. It is joined with a desire to help them. Amen. If I could say that this, this way this morning, this message did not come to put you down any lower than you already were. This message did not come, amen, to push our head further down in the mud than it already was. But this message came for one purpose, and that was to set us free from the fear tactics of man and set us free from the controlling spirits that were controlling our lives. You see this message come to lift us up. Amen. I look at it this way. When somebody's already on the ground, they can go no lower than where they already are. Is that all right? They can go no lower than where they already are. So something has got to come and begin to raise us up to a higher form of life. But it says this mercy is the mercy of God expressed to the bride of Jesus Christ. And today, friends, the only way that we can ever find favor with God is God that is rich in mercy. The only way we're ever going to find favor with him is we've got to respect what he said about the word. You can't just take what somebody else said. You've got to take what God said. You see, when you've got a second-hand experience, somebody can talk you out of it. When you've got a second-hand, amen, religion, somebody can talk you out of it. But when you've got a first-hand experience, are you with me this morning? Amen, you let some old guy come up to me and tell me there's not a man named Tim Pruitt. I'm going to call him a liar. He says there's not a man named Tim Pruitt. I'm going to say, oh, yes, there is, because I've met him. I know him. I've shook hands with him. Oh, you know where I'm going, church. And the devil tries to tell you the same thing. And if you've got a secondhand experience, he's going to talk you right out of it. But when he says there is no Savior, you say, devil, you're lying. I've already met him. When he says there is no deliverer, you say, devil, you're lying. I've already experienced the deliverance of the deliverer himself. Amen, friends. There's nobody that can talk us out of this message because we've already met Jesus Christ, which is this message. You see, the mercy of God has got to be reverenced. We've got to take what God said about his word. Let every man's word be a lie, but let the word of God be the truth. You see, today we are told that all you have to do in many places is just join a church or, or have a creed or something like that or say a prayer or put your name on a book or be sprinkled or baptized in a certain way. That's all you have to do. But he says, but that's wrong. He said to be an eagle of God, you've got to follow the word day by day. 
day. It's more than just Wednesday night. It's more than just Sunday morning. It's more than just you services. But to be an eagle of God. Listen, friends, I'm not an eagle because I believe in an eagle belt buckle. I'm not an eagle because we got a picture of an eagle above our door. But we are eagles this morning because we are following the word of God day by day by day by day. We're living overcoming lives. He says, see, you've got to continue to feed upon the word of God. Amen. All the eagles of God will feed only upon the word of God. Is that okay? The eagles of God will only feed upon the word. Remember, said this way. He said that it's time for the eagles to start flying. We weren't born to sit around and and just flap our wings every now and then, but we was born to fly. Can you say amen? You see, we are here as the elected of Jesus Christ. Remember, it says the mercy of God is not to him that willeth or to him that runneth, but to God that showeth mercy. Amen. We are the elected of God. Can you say amen to that? And let me say it this way. Election is not excuses. But I said sometimes we think we are the elected. He said, I hope we are. But let's just stay straight with the Bible. He said that if everything is right to the scripture, he said in order in the scripture, you're bringing glory to God and the honor of the church and so forth. Then we know it is of God because the Bible backs it up. He said, but if it's not of God, it's just our theory and our theory won't back it up. He said, it falls to the ground. It's no good. He said, then if something struck us, no matter how real it seems, if it's not right or scriptural you get rid of it real quick he said cause there's a real one that's waiting for you oh brother amen if all you've been following for a long time is just a mirage let me tell you this morning you can renounce the mirage and you can experience the reality of the light of God you see just because something false has crossed your path doesn't mean you've got to follow it the rest of your life the Bible said Paul said if an angel come from heaven and preach one thing different than what this Bible says let that angel be accursed and there's many people that's been hailed amen by by by, by fears of, of challenging something that's unscriptural and fears of, of things that somebody might say about them because something pretended to be real. There, there's many young people that, that, that got in an emotion and got in a spirit. I hope this is okay this morning. They got in an emotion and got in a spirit. And, oh, they said, I've got the Holy Ghost. But then they realized they really didn't have the Holy Ghost. And because there's such a pride and there, there's such a, a, a feeling, if I could say it that way, that people don't want to admit they're wrong or they don't have what they think they've got. Well, it might get quiet here for a minute, but that's quite all right because we'll get through this quite quickly. Notice here that they, they don't want to admit the wrong. They don't want to say, I thought I had it, but I don't have it. So that religious spirit will control them for years saying, oh, I'm fine. I got the Holy Ghost in down deep. They know they don't really have the Holy Ghost. But in order to receive it, the only thing they've got to do is reject the false mirage that the devil has held over them and embrace the reality of the Holy Ghost. Oh, brother, let me say it as plain as I can. Mirages are not going in the rapture. I don't care how many quotes we can quote and how many scriptures we can say. The mirages are not going in the rapture. There's only one thing that's going in the rapture, and that's the supreme light of God itself that is shining forth in the vessels of the, of the sons and daughters of God. He said, see, don't just hold on to your theory, but reject your theory and embrace the real one that's there. Oh, I love that. In order to believe this message, you've got to realize that this message is a message of mercy. To 
the unbeliever, this is a message of judgment. But to the real believer, this message is a message of mercy. Remember, said, I have exhausted his mercy many times. He said, but I can never exhaust his grace. He said it this way. He said, I said, no. He was talking to a brother one day, Brother Duplessis. He said, I said, no. I, I, I think the thing that surprises me is the grace of God. I said, I've exhausted his mercy many times, but I never can exhaust his grace. He said, and I'm so glad of that. Notice here, mercy is not getting what you deserve, but grace is getting something that you don't deserve. Are you with me this morning? So sometimes we see that mercy runs out and we pay for things that we've done in this life, but I'm so glad that grace... Grace is unconditional and grace never runs out. So here Jeremiah says in Lamentations 3 that his mercies are new every morning. That word new means fresh. So, so the word means fresh. So his mercies are fresh every morning. You see, the God that I'm talking about this morning is the God of a second chance. He's the God of a third chance. Can I preach a little bit? He's the God of the fourth chance. You see, God is a God of second chances. You, you ever heard about Peter in the Bible? Amen, you read about Peter sometimes and it looks like, amen, that Peter's life, there's no way he could be included in the plan of God. There's no way he could be a part of what God was doing. But there was something greater than Peter that was on the inside of Peter. Let's just take a tour for a minute down the halls of Peter's life. Do you realize that Peter stood there one day and Peter said, I'll never deny you. And the, the Bible says, Jesus said before the cock coast three times, you'll deny me. And the very thing that God said, Peter went and done. Peter was a cussing preacher. Peter was a God denier. Peter got mad and cut a man's ear off one day. Peter was full of mistakes, but yet the mercies of God were fresh every morning to Peter. Peter was the very one that, that was full of mistakes. And the Bible says that when Jesus rose from the grave after three days, amen, that, that, that he comes there and he tells them, he says, now go tell my disciples quickly that I am risen from the dead. Oh, I love this next part. And of all the disciples he could have mentioned, he mentioned the one that was full of mistakes. All the disciples he mentioned, he mentioned the one that was full of mistakes. Go tell him I'm risen and go tell Peter also. Amen. Can you imagine Peter was walking down the road with his head held low, maybe, maybe crying and maybe broken. Amen. Thinking of all the things he had done and how he had denied this man called Jesus. Maybe he thought God's forgot about me and, and he's in the grave and, and I, I failed. I'm miserably. I, I can't rise again. And all of a sudden, he heard a voice screaming, Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. And Peter just kept on walking, but the voice got stronger. Hey, Peter. Peter turns around. What do you need? We, we've just come from the grave. I'm trying to behave right now. We've just come from the grave. What, what, okay, is he still in there? No, Peter. 
he's not still in there. As a matter of fact, he remembers you. As a matter of fact, he said to tell you that he is risen. He is alive. Oh, let me tell you something this morning. I don't care how many times you failed God. I don't care how many shortcomings. I don't care how many sins and besetting habits that have held you so long. This morning, his mercies are new. There is a second chance. This is not your end. It's only your beginning. Get up from that grave. Get up from that broken place. Shake the dust off of yourself and realize God is here this morning. He's here in power. He's here in mercy. He's here in deliverance. He's here in reality. He's here in grace. Oh, glory to God. He's here this morning. This is not your end. This is only your beginning. You've not seen your best days. Your best days are just in front of you. How can you say that? How can you say that? The man that was full of mistakes, Peter, was in the upper room. Peter, full of mistakes, was found in the upper room. Peter that was full of mistakes was the spokesman on the day of Pentecost. Is there anybody hearing me this morning? Is there any Peters in this building this morning that knows you don't deserve to be where you're at? You know you don't deserve to hear the things you're hearing. You don't deserve to see the things you're seeing. But thanks be to God that his mercies are fresh. His mercies are real. Oh, Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1 says, Arise and shine. Isaiah didn't say sit there. Isaiah didn't say sit there and shine. He said arise. So quit getting mad at people that stand up when the preacher's preaching. Oh, I don't know where that come from. I'm sorry. He said arise. Amen. There's something about it. When something calls your name, you just can't sit there. When something starts dealing with you, you realize this is not me dealing with myself. I didn't give up on myself a long time ago. This is a supernatural God with a supernatural power that can change my circumstance. Oh, church, arise and shine for thy light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, that oh, I know people didn't like that, but it's the truth anyhow. It's all right to respond to the word. Brother Brandon prayed for a woman one time, and while he was praying for that woman, he said, now you back there, sister, God has done healed you of that. He said, now you're healed, go on your way. She was in a wheelchair. Brother Brandon stopped, he turned around, he said, sis, you got to get out of that wheelchair. He said, you can't live sitting there. He said, God done healed you, and when he healed her, she didn't need that wheelchair anymore. And the reason why some of us have not gone any further than we've already gone is because we're still sitting in our spiritual wheelchair complex and our spiritual wheelchair where somebody hurt me and somebody done me wrong. But there is a pillar of fire that is among us this morning that has come down here to call you out of that wheelchair, to call you out of that condition, to call you out of that place and put you where you belong. You don't belong in that wheelchair. You don't belong on the devil's handicap list. You're not the devil's handicap this morning. The devil's handicap because of you. 
Glory. He said, Arise and shine, for thy light is come. Notice, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Let me say it this way. Darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. So there's not just going to be darkness upon the earth, but there's going to be gross darkness upon the people, which is a, which is a darker form of darkness. Is that okay? It's a, oh my, I'm trying to behave. It's a darker form of darkness. So, so the world is going to be covered in darkness, but the people are going to be in a worse condition. You, you, oh my, you think people's mad at you just because you believe this message. They're mad at you because you're seeing when they can't see. They're, they're going to denominational churches and hollering, and they're not seeing half the things y'all are seeing. But man preached the message the absolute. He said, somebody's got to come and be the absolute. He said, this ain't a free-for-all. Somebody's got to stand up and say, this is the right way. Remember, he said it's like you come to a he come you come to a four way stop. He said the stop sign is the absolute. He said if there was no stop sign, he said you'd have four people out there arguing which one can go. He said that's the same condition denominations are in right now. He said they've come to a junction and they don't know which way to turn. Everybody's saying go this way and one saying going that way. And if it wasn't for the mercy, I feel like preaching. If it wasn't for the mercy and the grace of God, we'd still be sitting at the four way stop this morning morning but because the God that is rich in mercy sent a message and sent a prophet and sent a pillar of fire he gave us a compass and said don't go back to your past but go forward to your future don't go back to what's behind you but go forward this morning we're not sitting at the stop sign arguing this morning oh he said arise and shine for the glory shall be upon thee and the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. He said now I say to the church, shalom. God's peace. Peace. Every true Hebrew when he meets another one, shalom. Are you with me this morning? His mercies are new every morning. He says other words, good morning. Oh, God be with you. God's peace go with you. It's a good morning. How do you do? It's the breaking day. It's the church's day. Darkness is up on the people. But it's good morning to the church. I love these next few words. For Christ is peering among us. How many knows in the book of Deuteronomy that there were seven gates? Seven different gates that God, that, that was spoken there. But there was only one gate that God said he would meet his people in. Out of all of them, there was a provided place that God said, there I will be out of all the seven gates. You see, you cannot go somewhere looking for God if he didn't promise to be there. Now let me just break this down. Timothy, Brother Timothy's already said West Virginia hillbilly. So let me just break this down in a hillbilly way. It's like I would tell Brother Timothy, I'll meet you in the morning at McDonald's. And he goes to Hardy's looking for me. And gets mad because I'm not there. I didn't say I'd be at Hardy's. I said I'd be at McDonald's. 
And you see why the church is in the condition she's in this morning? It's because she went the very places that God said his spirit was grieved from and he would not be there. And so now since they can't get nothing going, they're trying to work something up. But inside the four corners of this building... The same pillar of fire that appeared to Moses. The same pillar of fire that appeared to Paul. The same pillar of fire that appeared to William Branham is here this morning appearing to sons and daughters of God. Oh, church, you're in the provided place this morning. You don't belong in the world. You don't belong in unbelief. You don't belong in denominational ideas. You don't belong in Babylon. You belong in this message. Oh, Brother Branham stood and he said shalom, which meant good night to the nomination, but good morning to the bride. Their day is over. They've rejected mercy. They've rejected grace, but shalom. It's not over. It's just starting. Glory. It's not over. It's just starting. What you've seen in a little measure, you're only going to see more of it. His mercies are new every morning. We see the darkness setting. Darkness just before day. I forgot what time I started. I know somebody knows. <laughs> Some of our message churches have got more clocks than they got message books. Free of charge. When we see darkness setting, I'm hurrying. When we see darkness setting just before day, we know that the morning star is hanging yonder to introduce the coming sun. What was the rise of the sun to those slaves? It was the day of their freedom. It was the rising of mercy upon a group of people that had been in captivity. Brother Ram said it this way. He said, remember when Titus went there and besieged the, the walls of Samaria? Said everything in there was died, uh, perished. He said, but there was not one Christian was destroyed. He said, because they seen the announcing sign of God in the heavens. And he said, they saw the sign and they moved. Listen, friends, if you're going in a rapture, you can't sit in the same place you've been sitting in for 50 years. Come on, church. If you're going to take a body change, we can't sit and say, well, I'm in my comfort zone and this is where I belong. I don't Oh, no, friends. The eagle's done flew over the building. He's done stirred up some nests. If you're going to escape judgment, you've got to follow the sign that is leading the bride out of here. He said there was not a Christian in there destroyed. But remember, said, do you realize that was a vision? That was a prophecy given in the Old Testament? Said there it was fulfilled. Said there was not one Christian destroyed in there. He said because they seen the sign and moved. Oh, I like this next part. In 1933, a prophet had seven major visions. He said, everyone I saw, he said, we've now come to the seventh vision. He said, where I looked out upon the earth and it was nothing but smoke and craters. He said, it was nothing but debris. Is that what he said? Let me tell you something. If you're a part of Christ and Christ is a part of you and if you're in Christ and Christ is inside of you, when the seventh vision is fulfilled, you will not be destroyed. You say, how can you say that? Because you've seen the sign. You saw the rise of the sun and you're moving out of the condition that you're in right now. Good morning, shalom. He said, oh, that's him among us. 
His word is identified. Him shalom. The great day is fixing to break. When the morning breaks eternal bright and fair. When his chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the sky. When the roll is called up yonder. I'll be there. Our names are on his book. He said, we'll be there. Good morning. Peace be unto you. You know, when I hear the prophet of God getting in the channel of inspiration like that, I can get on the page with him. When a prophet of God said, my, I feel like a holy roller. You're going to call me a holy roller, so you might as well go ahead and get started. You see, a prophet was rejoicing because the mercies of God had expired to denomination. They rejected mercy, but he was seeing mercy rising among a bride. Oh, this is not the going down of the sun. It's the rising of the sun. The darkness is separating itself from the light. God is causing it. The light's doing it. See, he said the light is pressing itself in in such a way until the darkness has to congregate together. Oh, I like that. Amen. That's why a lot of the darkness of the unbelievers are leaving our message ranks. is because the light's pressing them right out. The light's pressing them out and they're congregating together. But the bride's also uniting together. Notice here, he said they're going there putting the council of churches united with pagan darkness when they'll firmly disagree with one another, but yet they had to go together to make the night come upon the people. He said, but here this morning, Father, we're approaching thy throne of mercy, expecting to receive mercy. Oh, I love this. Watch now. He said, see, God sends warnings of mercy before the shaking of judgment. God does not send judgment until first he sends a warning. What was the watchman up there in the tower? He was the warning that there was something coming to the people. You see, the reason they were destroyed is because they silenced the voice of the warning. Remember the man that, that went out and found the gold? Remember said he come in, his dog was out there barking. Said before he had the gold, his dog was his best friend. He said, but his dog kept on barking, went out there and shot the dog. But the dog was barking and saying, there's danger lurking in the shadows and you can't see it. And he silenced the voice of the warning. That's the same spirit that's coming around the message. It's wanting to shut the ministry up. Well, if it's okay, I'm just going to preach. That's the same spirit that don't want to preach in the pulpit. They want a gospel they can control. They want a message they can control. They want a preacher they can control. They can press pause when he starts preaching on holiness and fast forward to the blessings. But a real word-born son of God, not a hybrid, not a hybrid donkey, but a real thoroughbred horse don't want no message he can control. He wants a message that can control him. I'm not looking for something I can control. I've done tried controlling myself and got nothing but trouble. But I found a message that knows everything about me. He that sits high is the one that looks low and he can control our lives. You see, they've rejected mercy. They've rejected the voice of warning and tried to silence it. God help us. He said, let me say, can anyone prove any of these visions wrong? He said, when they, were they not all fulfilled? Yes, each one has been fulfilled or is in the process right now. Mussolini invaded Ethiopia successfully, then fell and lost it all. Can I read this? Yeah. Hitler started a war. He could not finish and died mysteriously. Communism took over both. He said, notice they both become one-ism. The, the, the plastic bubble car has been built and is waiting only a better network of roads. Women are all but naked and are even now wearing topless bathing suits. Keep on going, Brother Andrew. And just the other day, 
Is that not the truth? God goes on vacation with you. Well, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to wear something I wouldn't wear if I was in town because ain't nobody going to see me down here. God sees you. Come on, friends. God sees you. God sees our motives. God sees our objectives. Holiness is still right. <laughs> Let me go on record saying Brother Branham didn't start holiness. Holiness was in the Bible. Brother Branham didn't start the oneness of the Godhead or the truth of the Godhead. The Godhead was in the Bible. Predestination was in the Bible. Serpent seed was in the Bible. Seven seals was in All the mysteries of this message was in the Bible. You see, the problem was there was no light shining upon them. Oh, this is pretty good. I like it. I'm an evening light. There was no light shining upon them. Let me say this. The light doesn't change what's laying there. The light only reveals what's laying there. <laughs> when y'all was building this building, and maybe there was a couple of boards laying there in the middle of the floor, and somebody walked in, and there was no light, and they tripped over the boards, and they said, my, I tripped over something, but it was dark. They couldn't see what they tripped over, and they just kept on walking. Somebody said, turn the light on. You see, when they turned the light on, the light didn't change the boards. The light only revealed what they were tripping over. The light only revealed what they were tripping over. And let me say this morning, friends, we were tripping all over all kinds of things. But thanks be to God, there was a man here that could turn on the light. And this morning, church, we're not tripping over these promises. We're walking in these promises. We're not tripping over these blessings. We're walking in them because the light has shown up on them. Remember Brother Bram told the story about the little girl went down there in that cave. So they went all the way down there. They got down the cave. He said when they got down there it was really dark. He said she got real scared. She got real nervous. She was all shaky. Brother said somebody looked at her. The conductor I believe it was and said don't be afraid little sis. There is a man here that can turn on the light. You see, the reason why he could say that is because he was the one that turned the light off. He knew if he turned the light off, Brother Josh, the light could be turned back on. Oh, glory. And friends, here we were in the darkest hour, in the darkest age. It was a dark time where they were rejecting mercy, rejecting truth. But thanks be to God that the same God that turned the light off in the nomination is the same God that came down and filled himself in a man called William Branham. And service after service after service, the lights begin to shine again. Do you believe that this morning? He said, oh, glory to God, you say I'm excited. He said, I am excited because the evening lights are shining. Oh, I'm so glad for that. Can I go a few more minutes? He said, oh, I'm so glad for that. He being rich in mercy, if he was just rich in money, if he was just rich in materials, he said, that's okay. He said, but the greatest thing he is being rich in is mercy. Oh, what a great word that is. How that we were once dead. Hebrews 4.15, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1, and you have he quickened. That word quicken means to make alive. 
You hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2, wherein time passed, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. But Ram said there's going to be two brides in the last day. He said there's going to be the devil's bride and there's going to be God's bride. He said the devil's bride is going to be a wife of disobedience, a spirit of rebellion. He said, but God's bride is going to be a bride of obedience. Oh, mercy. He said the spirit that now working the children of disobedience, among whom also we, how many? All had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Oh, but can anybody get on the page with me in verse 4? But God, but God, look at somebody and say, but God, if they're asleep, shake their, I mean, nudge them, it's flu season, nudge them. But God, who is rich in mercy, Glory for his great love wherewith he loved us. Glory, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. Glory, friends. This didn't happen when you come to the altar. This was done before the foundation of the world. Oh, brother. Brother Bram said, I believe it like this. He said, y'all forgive me. He said, I'm going to get on a little doctrine here if that's okay. He said, I believe there was a seed that was already in there. He said, that little seed was already in him. He said, you was a part of God and you was a part of the word. He said, so what calls the change? From one time being dead to being quickened. He said there was a change from death unto life. There is no other. There is nothing could happen to a per person any greater as to change him from death into life. He said, watch, you once in times past dead, you were dead, even many here tonight. One time can look back and know that you were dead, but now aren't you dead tonight? As you were then, you deserve to be that way because you was a sinner. But God who is rich in mercy, that's the thing. God who was rich, all these things that we were but God. I love that. God who is rich in mercy. He said, now I'm so glad that he's rich in mercy. If he was just rich in money, that's one thing. He said, but him being rich in mercy. So we see now that the mercies of God has changed us from darkness in the light. The mercies of God, are you with me this morning, has brought us from fear into faith, has brought us from doubt into belief, and by the quickening of a seed of life down inside of your soul is what brought the change. Remember, I said you've come from a life of sin into a life of service. 1 Peter 1.23, being born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. 1 John 3.9, whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. And he cannot sin because he is born of God. Notice here, the grain or kernel which contains within itself the germ of the future plants. That's what that word seed means. So the life was in God. And the life that was in God is now in you. 
Oh, glory. Remember said in the Holy Ghost series, he said, if you want to know what the Holy Ghost will do inside of you, he said, go back and see what it done in Jesus. He said he was the example. I love this next part. He said the Holy Ghost, amen, comes in and changes the nature of the body that it's in. The body the Holy Ghost comes in doesn't change the nature of the Holy Ghost. You see, the Holy Ghost can't go in one person and do something different than what it did in the person of Jesus. He was the example. Glory. And I believe here this morning, he says, watch. He said, verily, verily, I send you John 12, 24, except the corn of wheat fall on the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. And we were speaking of the night, he says, on the seed must die. Everything around the germ of life must not only die, but it must rot. And if it doesn't rot, it cannot live. And rot is completely done away with. It's finished. Oh, help us, Lord. And until we get to the place, don't you just love his word? Until we get to a place that we die to our own ideas and we die to our own thinking, it's completely gone. It's rotted away from us. Then the germ of life can begin to live. Notice here, that little seed is in him. The Bible says, amen, that we were not born again of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. That little seed was in you. Remember the song? Remember said it's a beautiful song. I got a new name written down in glory. He said they say it was written down when you come to the altar. He said that's not right. He said it was written down before the foundation of the world. The only thing we done was recognize the word that was inside of our father, recognize the word inside of us, and we responded to the call of the eagle. Oh, friends, let me tell you something this morning. I'm just about done. You're not chickens. You wasn't born chickens. You wasn't born denominational barnyard chickens. You were born eagles. Can you imagine that eagle sitting there up on that ledge? They're looking around at all those chickens. Can you imagine how sorry he felt for them? He sat there and watched them, and here they come clucking around and, you know, scratching around and cluck, cluck, cluck. And I'm, I'm probably doing a terrible illustration, but just stay with me. Just cluck, cluck, cluck and going around. And he said, there's something about that that's got to be miserable. He said, I watch those fellas. They're born. They clutch, cluck around here. They scratch around here. Then one day somebody comes out here and gets them, rings their neck, and puts them in a frying pan. He said, there's got to be something. To, that's a terrible life. Can you imagine that mentality was trying to take a hold of him? But he knew there was something different about him. He knew there was something different about him. And he heard the scream of Mama Eagle. Oh, glory. He saw those chickens cluck around and scratch around and go to the frying pan of denomination and go to the frying pan of tribulation. But there was something in him. He wasn't born to fry. He was born to fly. And I say this morning, church, quit trying to take on this mentality. Well, if I can't live right, I'll make it at the judgment. Get rid of that mentality this morning. You're not a chicken. You're an eagle. The seed of God was in you from the beginning. Somebody told me the other day, a brother told me. He said, Brother Andrew, he said, there's a, a brother in my church, a person in my church. He said, I can't get them to do anything. Said, they won't say amen. Said, said, they finally just come to me one day and said, Brother, we just can't live right. Said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep doing good things for the bride. Maybe we'll make it at the, 
at the, at the, at the judgment for being good to the bride. That's not your mentality. That's not your promise. Your promise is a rapture. Your promise is not trying to make it by the skin of our teeth. We've got a higher promise, friends. Listen, friends, I believe it the way a prophet of God said. He said when the bride personally recognizes the headship that's come down upon the body, he said then the head unites to the body. He said when the head leaves, the body goes also. You see, the reason why that eagle flew is because there was representation in the sky that said there's higher ambitions than where I'm at right now. And let me say this, young people, there's higher ambitions in this world than just going to school and trying to be somebody that fits in. You've got a call upon your life. You've got a commission. You've got an anointing that's been placed upon you. You're not a chicken. Brother Bram said it like this. He said, let me tell you one more story. Let me try to close here. He said, let me tell you one more story. He said, that's the way it was that duck the other day. Said he was out there and they were playing the barnyard. Said the dust and everything got around him. He said, I know this dust ain't for me. He said, but then he got the smell of water. He got the smell of water. And he recognized he wasn't born for dust. He was born for water. You know why you're here this morning? It's because you got the smell of the supernatural God. You, you got a touch that was more than a feeling. It was more than a sensation. It was more than emotion. It was more than something mama done for you. It was something more than daddy done for you. It was something that when nobody could help you, there wasn't a doctor could help you. There wasn't a lawyer that could help you. There was a God that was rich in mercy that reached a hand of grace down and said, when you can't help yourself, I'll help you. Oh, you, you think the devil, you, you think you're, it's a mystery to you while you're sitting here this morning. It's a mystery to the devil. He can't figure out. He's tried everything. He's tried sickness. He's tried church trouble. He's tried family trouble. He's tried sin. He's tried everything. And yet something inside of you gets up. Something inside of you begins to rise. Something inside of you says, oh, no devil. Oh, no devil. I'm not going to lay down here. I'm not going to give in here. I'm not going to die here. I wasn't born to die. I was born to fly. I wasn't born to sit there as a sitting duck. I was born to be a flying eagle. Oh, glory to God. I believe there's eagles here this morning. But God, who is rich in mercy, is still rich in mercy. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you alone. He'll be with you every step of the journey. He'll watch over you. He'll provide for you. He'll sustain you. He will heal you. He will deliver you. He will change you. He will fill you. He will raise you. And one day, he will rapture you. He's reached down. The God that is rich in mercy is here this morning. I don't care how long you've been sitting there. I don't care how long you've been in that condition. This very message, God rich in mercy, a problem of God said, Congressman Upshaw, sit there for 66 years. Said there'd been a gallon of oil pulled on his head. But one day was a different day. This wasn't educated guess. 
This wasn't probability. This was a prophet with thus saith the Lord that seen the past and said, come on out of that wheelchair. He said, that's the same God that reached down to Hattie Waldrop. That's the same God that reached the woman with the issue of blood. He's a God rich in mercy. I tell you what it's time to do, friends. It's time to realize who you are. It's time to recognize what you got. It's time to realize you're not serving a poor God that's on welfare and trying to get by. Oh, no. Oh, no. I serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I serve the God that destroyed famous kings. He destroys men's kingdoms, and he establishes his own kingdom in the hearts of his people. The reason why the devil stopped many of us is he's put caution tape around our blessings. He's put caution tape around our miracles. You remember a few months ago or a few years ago when the government shut down? Remember that? There was actually some men that got on a bus and they went all the way to Washington, D.C. They was going up there to see the memorial. I believe it was the World War II memorial. They were going down there, up there, to see the World War II memorial. They got there and there was a lady standing there and said, Listen, sir, you all cannot enter here. It's closed. They put caution tape around it. The government was shut down. One old boy said, Yeah, okay. He went all the way down the other end of that thing, pulled out his pocket knife, cut the caution tape and said, come on, boys. He said, ma'am, I'm sorry, but we fought for this. We're going to enjoy it. We fought for this, so we're going to enjoy it. And even like Tabernacle, God has fought for you, and God has brought you here, and God has provided for you. I think it's time we start enjoying this message. I think it's time we start enjoying the blessings of God. I think it's time we start enjoying this. We fought to be here, and we made it here. We fought to be here, and the grace and the mercy of God has brought us here. Come on, church. You didn't bring yourself here. God done it. Come on. You didn't heal yourself. God healed you. You didn't deliver yourself. God delivered you. We fought for it. So we're just going to enjoy it. Oh, glory. I'm just going to stop right there. We're here. We made it. We're in the final age. We got the final message. We're the final voice. His mercies are new to you every morning. His mercies are new to you every morning. Can I just give the devil one more black eye? I know the devil don't like hearing all that holler and screaming and praising God. But don't get mad at me. Because when you see me jumping... And you see me shouting, and you see me rejoicing, I'm just doing what God saw me doing. Is that okay? I know people read the quote where Brother Bram said, you know, God saw you resist the devil's lie there. He knew you'd resist it down here. And that's as far as they go. But he also said he saw you shouting up there. Oh, so if somebody says you ain't got no right to shout, just tell them, God's already seen me shouting. God didn't see you in Laodicea pouting. God didn't see you in Laodicea crying. He didn't see you down here with your head beat and, your, and, and, and there's no victory and no joy. He's seen you shouting. 
He saw you rejoicing. He saw you dancing. He saw you praising God. You say, why can we shout? Because the mercies of God endureth forever. And when there is no more devil, and there is no more sin, and there is no more sickness, and there is no more cancer, and there is no more church trouble, I'll still be here because there's a God that's on the inside of my soul and he can never die. He was with me back there. He's with me right here. And he'll take us the rest of the way. Glory to God. I'm trying to quit. Glory. Is there anybody who can just praise God for a minute? We fought to be here. The devil didn't want us here, but we're here anyhow. The devil don't want us raising our hands, but we're going to raise them anyhow. The seed, come on musicians, the seed was in you always. You wasn't born for tribulation. You wasn't born for failure. You wasn't born for fear. You was born for the heavenlies. Oh, let me say this. With everything that's in my heart, the power's not coming. The power's here. This is not a future gospel. This is not just a future message. It's here right now. Don't put these things off till tomorrow. They're here right now. They're here this morning. His mercies are fresh every morning. There's been a change in you. There's been a real change. Let me tell you something, friends. When change comes, when things have been going in the same way they've been going for a long time, but then all of a sudden change comes, it's like a breath of fresh air. Go with me to John 5 for just a moment when a man sat there for years, 30-some years, I believe, sat there for years. And saw people getting in the water and coming out healed. An angel would come down at a certain time and would trouble the waters. But you go read John 5 and don't see and see if it don't say this, but a certain season. You see, that season for the rest of them people wasn't a certain season like it was for that one man. Can you imagine how many church services he sat there? Are you with me now? How many church services sit there on that, that, that bed, that pallet, watching all them people get in the water and get out healed? How many times did he see it? And no doubt that old devil would come and say, thought she was going to get you healing today. And he knew down inside of his soul someday. But what I like about the story is God sent an angel down and troubled the water for the rest of the people. But for that one man, the Lord himself came. The Lord himself came. Oh, can I just preach for a minute? The Lord himself came. Let me tell you something, friends. If the devil tries to tell you that denominational churches is doing more than the message is doing, you tell the devil he's lying to you. Because they've received messengers. They've received prosperity gospel. They've received simple gospel. But you have seen the appearing of the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. This is not just a season. This is a certain season. This is not just any day. This is a certain day. This is not just any time. This is rapturing time. 
This is your day. This is your season. This is your message. This is your hour. This is your victory. This is your deliverance. This is your miracle. This is your moment. The Lord himself has come down and has showed himself alive among you. God, hallelujah. The Lord himself has appeared to you. I believe it this morning. I'm going to give my life to it. What about it this morning? Glory to God. His mercies are new every morning. The power is not coming. The power is here. Oh, brother. The pillar of fire is here. It's not dead. It's here. The pillar of fire comes down and begins to change things. Wasn't it Brother Ron's church that the pillar of fire come down in? Went over some flowers and opened them flowers up. Am I right? The pillar of fire come down. Y'all just got to stop pulling. The pillar of fire come down and went across flowers that was sitting there that nobody thought they would ever open up. Nobody thought they'd open up in that funeral, but the pillar of fire passed over them and they opened up. How many people's been sitting in our churches and we've given up on them and said they'll never open up. They'll never receive this message. They'll never get the Holy Ghost. They'll never overcome that sin. But a certain season, the pillar of fire come down by the preaching of the message of the hour and begin to go across the congregation and seeds begin to burst open and lives begin to be changed and hearts begin to be mended and broken homes begin to come back together and sick begin to be healed. Listen, friends, all things are possible to them that'll believe this morning. If I was you right now, I'd say, devil, get behind me. Devil, get behind me. Devil, get under my feet. This is my day. This is my message. Let's raise our hands to him this morning. Let's thank him for his mercy. Oh, I don't care what kind of shape your life is in young people. There's a real God here this morning with a real experience, with a real power, with a real anointing that can open up those lives. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we love you this morning, dear God. Lord, we open up our hearts to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we open up our minds to you. Lord, we open up, our, we open up everything to you, dear God. Lord, we don't want to be in that three-room house, Lord. And Lord, just invite you in the kitchen and in the living room. But, oh, God, we want to invite you to the heart, Lord. We want to invite you to the place that you belong. Lord, we thank you for being on our flesh. We thank you for getting our spirit. But more than anything, Lord, we want you to seal our soul, Lord. We don't just want a skin-deep religion. We don't just want a feeling, but, God, we want a revelation of a supreme, real God inside our souls. Lord, I pray this morning, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may you come down individually to every John five man here this morning to everyone that sit and wondered oh God will my time ever come will my day ever arrive will mercy ever be extended to me may you open up their hearts Lord may you open up their minds dear God that they could see today is the day of the Lord today is the day of salvation today is the day of deliverance Lord hallelujah we thank you this morning for the victory Lord we're shouting not because of emotion but because the enemy has been drowned behind us the enemy has has been drowned behind us. 
Oh, we thank you this morning, dear God. We love you, Lord Jesus. How many believes this morning the enemy's drowned behind you? How many believes this morning this is your day? This is your hour. The Spirit of God is moving on your heart. The Spirit of God is changing things you didn't think would ever be changed. But the healer is in the house this morning. Listen, friends, the reason you're receiving these things is because you're getting in the spirit of the thing. Can I share something just for a few moments? Several months back, our pastor back home, Brother Roy, took a Sunday morning service and preached on getting in the spirit. He preached that Sunday morning, and the following Sunday, I was supposed to be home and speak. And me and Brother Roy went out for lunch one day, and we got to talking back and forth, Brother Josh. We just talking, you know, and he made a statement. He said, Brother Andrew, I preached Sunday on getting in the spirit. My jaw like to drop. I said, Brother Roy, since last week, I've been studying for this service on getting in the spirit. I said, maybe I ought to change it. He said, no, you just go preach it. He said, what direction are you talking about? I said, I'm thinking about this. We're getting, Brother said, you got to get in the spirit before you can do anything. I said, I'm looking at it this way, Brother Roy. The bride is getting in the spirit of rapture. He said, go preach it. I went to the pulpit that day and preached Sunday morning and Sunday night on that message, get in the spirit. Let me tell you what the message of the hour will do for a 93-year-old man. I got done preaching and Brother Roy come to the pulpit that night, Brother Darrell. He said, Brother Andrew preached this morning on getting in the spirit and tonight. He said, if you remember, I preached that last Sunday morning. He said, while he was preaching, the Lord dropped something on my heart and I want to share it with you. He said, when the children of Israel left, he said, no doubt they took a basket and set it up on their heads. And he said, they put stuff in there to sustain them for the journey. He said, can you imagine when Miriam got out there and was marching with the rest of them and they were all marching and they kept hearing something jingle? They kept hearing something ring. He said, finally, somebody turned around and said, what is all that noise? And Miriam raised up her hand and said, it's my tambourine. Brother Roy said she had to put food aside and made room for a tambourine. Brother Roy said, I can imagine she looked at him and said, I'd rather go without food and praise my God for what he's done, what he's doing, and what he's going to do. The praise is a powerful thing. Brother Roy said when she crossed on the other side, said she got her tambourine out. And she began to shake her tambourine. And she began to rejoice. And she turned around and realized that her taskmasters was drowned behind her. Y'all believe that? Brother Roy said, God bless y'all. He said, here, Brother Andrew, you got anything to say? And then it hit me, Brother Tim. Miriam crossed the river, went through the river, got on the other side, and she began to shout. But she was shouting in the same body she crossed in. But one of these mornings, between six and nine, when we get on the other side, Miriam shouted in the same mortal body that she crossed in. But we're going to be shouting in a brand new body. We're going to be shouting in an immortal body. We're going to be rejoicing. Oh, friends, it's going to be more than just the taskmasters of Egypt behind us. But every devil that's held you your entire life is going to be drowned behind you. And you're going to be shouting and rejoicing. Mercy's real this morning. Oh, bless the Lord this morning. God bless you, friends.
God bless you this morning. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep on praying. Keep on holding. Keep on fighting. Victory's coming. Victory's here. Deliverance is here. My Bible says weeping may endure for the night. But joy cometh in the morning. Weeping may endure for the night. You see, may is a possibility. When Brother Tim asked me to come, if I would have said I may or may not be there, there's a possibility. But if I said I shall be there, everything in my power I'm going to do to be here. Oh, you may be weeping, but weeping's a possibility. But joy, joy is a promise that some morning between about six and nine, weeping's going to be over. And joy is going to be fulfilled in your lives. Not temporal joy, but eternal joy. I wonder if we could just slip our hands up to him as we turn the service over. Thank God for his promises of mercy. Thank God for his promises. They're fresh. They're not stale. They're not expired. They're fresh this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus.